Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all of the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Victoria Bertine. And I'm your host, Mikkel Snyder. What's up, Mikkel? How you doing this week? I'm having a slight existential crisis because somehow it's the end of November, which means it's the end of 2021, and I didn't, I didn't agree to any of that. Yeah, for sure. I... We always talk about time dilation, but it seems like it just seems to get even more pronounced every time. Because like I was fine with it being spooky season and then all of a sudden it's now the end of November and I'm not quite sure how that happened. So, you know, it's fine. It's just it's just really weird, right? Because like November and December are historically very slow months because everyone's preparing for the holidays at the end of two months. Mm-hmm. So nothing really happens like professionally, at least on my end. I can't speak for the school <laughs> system. But even then, like things are generally winding down in some capacity, and it just feels like we're accelerating, even though like the day to day seems to be like stifled. It's weird. Yes, it's just weird. Yes. Speaking of weird, do you have weird... It's Whenever it's a Mikkel day, it's a weird things in news day. So do we have weird things in news today? Oh, we have so much weird things in news today. <laughs> we have so much weird news that it's going to spill over into our next segment. All right. That's how much weirdness we have this week. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Usually no, but we're going to do it anyway. Great, because it's time for my favorite segment, <laughs> Mad Libs of News Headlines, where we read uh, headlines and then ask our co-host, which thing is happening and why is it happening? And are you sure this is a real thing? And I just say, yep, yes, it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we have we have five things total. We're going to do four and then we're going to take a small break before we jump into the last one, because I want to talk more about it in great, great detail. So, Okay. Let's just let's just jump into it. You ready to go? I'm ready. All right. So, Variety has reported that this beloved dinosaur is getting a documentary on the not as beloved streaming service, Peacock. <laughs> every time it gets me. Every time. Okay. I have to ask a clarifying question on this, which is: when you say beloved dinosaur, do you mean like? a dinosaur character or do you mean like no everybody loves this type of dinosaur but real dinosaur does that make sense yes yes it does this is this is an actual dinosaur character i realize putting beloved may be a stretch because this also might be traumatic for some people but it is a character it's a character dinosaur okay so i feel like the only no, okay, so I've got like three options for me. The okay. dinosaurs that I know are the T-Rex from Toy Story, mm-hmm. the who I think is just named Rex, um, yes. all of the things, all of the dinosaurs from the land before time, which is basically just already kind of a, I don't know, that's a weird thing, and Barney. I feel like there's a new... I think there's a thing called Dinosaur Train now, but I don't know that. Given how you have said this, I'm going to guess that it's Barney 
and therefore probably real. This is a real headline. You would be correct, because there is in fact a documentary being made about Pony the Dinosaur. <laughs> of course there is. Why not? And why wouldn't it go on Peacock? Of course. I, I mean, they must own the rights. They own a lot of rights to a lot of different properties. It's just sort of like, it's weird. Just always weird. Yeah. It's mostly, I'm still hung up on the fact that they call their Halloween specials Peacocktober. Oh. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. that was, I don't like it. That was a thing that they did. It's sort of like Hulu had Halloween and then Peacock had Peacocktober. Nope. Nope. Dislike. Uh, moving on. These are all real headlines. I'm just gonna, you just need to, you don't need to worry about whether they're real. Oh, no. They're definitely okay. happening. You just have to question why and then answer any oh. subsequent Oh, okay. So. Oh, I don't know if I like this more or less. Okay, keep going. It, it's just it's just streamlining the, the <laughs> yes. audacity of the world. We're just okay. gonna, like, just ask you, can you figure this out? Okay. So, Miramax is joining Steam in the fight against NFTs, or at the very least, NFTs of properties they help produce, as they are planning to sue this director over his plans to make seven NFTs based on earlier scripts of one of his movies that you could almost call Orange Fables. I don't know what anything in that. I have no idea. I still don't quite... I understand that NFTs exist. I still don't quite get them. Like, I don't I don't get it. Um, and I have no idea who this is. And I feel like I am... I should know what this show is, too. It's, it's a movie, and oh. if it helps, it has... It star, it's an ensemble cast, and... Two of its most prominent actors were John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson. That should help. I mean, that tells me Pulp Fiction. That would be... That'd be okay, got a, which... Got a little too cutesy with the orange fables. Okay. So. Um, fun fact, I've never actually seen Pulp Fiction. I don't think you need to, honestly. It, it's yes. fine. It's fun, but it's not like how that works. That does though, so. feel... I feel like... Quentin Tarantino now is like he and Elon Musk could do a weird billionaire version of Step Brothers. Don't do that. Don't speak that into Oh listeners. no. That's scarier than anything that has happened this <laughs> Halloween. Okay, I didn't okay. say anything. Keep going. What's number three? Number three. Fortnite might have teamed up with Naruto, but Minecraft is never one to fall behind in competition as they released a collaboration trailer with this media juggernaut. Oh, God. I don't know. I just saw a hamster running a Minecraft obstacle course on YouTube, but I feel like it's not that. Um... I mean, it should be that. Honestly, <laughs> that sounds incredible. Uh, okay, so you said media juggernaut. Are we going like... Are we going like series like we're making a tv series or are we going game because fortnite is game well oh they're i get it no it's a series country roll i'm gonna say country roll no idea i'm gonna give you a hint and say that it is plus sized i mean so that's paramount plus or disney plus so probably disney plus because the mouse owns everything Ding, ding, ding. Minecraft released a Disney Magical Kingdoms collaboration trailer where uh, they recreated the park in Minecraft. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does this mean that it's going to now then be 
in Kingdom Hearts eventually? I mean, that's where this goes, right? I mean, technically, everything's in Smash Brothers already, so it might already oh. be canon. Interesting. Right? Because now that Sora's in Smash alongside Minecraft Steve, like, that's already a connection there. So, like, Sora's, like, embedded into the multiversal fabric, much like St. Elseworld was back in the TV <laughs> heydays. Okay. Um, Got it. Excellent. Okay, we have one more as part of this segment, and we're saving the last one to be its own separate thing, because I have so much to say about it. I'm really excited. But, right now, uh, if you thought that the Rose Bowl stadiums, namings, conundrums were wild, mm-hmm. wait until you hear this one. The Staples Center, home to the Los Angeles Lakers and Clippers, are celebrating Christmas with a new name from a new sponsor. I know this one. It's a website. Oh, you do? I okay. do. I know Let this one. It. Uh... Crypto.com or like Mr. Crypto, something like that, but it's it's crypto.com. Crypto. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean, you, we all know that I have issues with capitalism, yep. And so, part of me is happy because I feel like this is like you know, one of the bellwethers of the end, you know, like <laughs> this feels like end stage capitalism, it really does. I love that people are so upset about this, but like. Is it really any different than calling it the Staples Center? Like, it's the same... It's just all capitalism. I don't quite understand why people are so annoyed. I mean, I'm not annoyed. I'm more bemused by the fact that <laughs> it's happening. And also the fact that, like, the dot-com is there. It really it really sells that whole late-end-game-stage capitalism-type feeling. Yeah. So, good job. Good answers around the board. You got there. Got there. So. We're going to talk about something that's really, really fascinating on the same vein as uh, Kingdom Hearts and Super Smash Bros. Because WB Games announced Multiverses, a new competitive platform fighter in the vein of these games, and Nickelodeon All-Stars where you pick characters from franchises and they fight. So, this is the Mad Libs question, and then we're going to talk a little bit more detail about what is going on here. So, are you ready for one last one? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, the opening roster of Multiverses features 12 characters from a variety of franchises that have been represented in media before. There is one original character. That's not... Don't worry about that. Okay. How many of the voice actors or actors are reprising the role for the game? I feel like this has got to be all or nothing, right? Uh, it is not all or nothing. Uh... So, let, let's do high-low. Let's do high-low. I'm going to say a high number, and and part of the reason why I think that is because I feel like there's a relatively small number of voice actors, and there is a pretty high chance that some of these characters are voiced by the same person. You would be correct, but this is just gets so much better. Okay. So out of the 12 characters that are previous IPs, right? yeah. 10 of their voice actors are reprising their roles. Okay. How many voice actors is that, though? Is that actually 10? Or is that, like, 2? It, it's... Well, see, here, here's the greatest thing, right? So, <laughs> um, one of the characters is Arya Stark, who is being right. pro- played by Maisie Williams. Okay. <laughs> so, like, not, not, not voice actor, because, you know, yeah. 
but not technically. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. But like they got they got Jeremy Shadow to come back as Finn the Human, John DiMaggio as Jake the Dog, Kevin Conroy's reprising Batman alongside George Newbern as Superman, Tara Strong's coming back as Holy Quinn, the er- Eric Baza, the current Bugs Bunny and Tom and Jerry uh, voice actor is doing that. New actors for Wonder Woman and Steven Universe, but Matthew uh, Lillard is reprising Shaggy. Oh, of course. And Estelle is reprising Garnet. I feel like anyone in the future who attempts to do Shaggy is just like, sorry, sorry, man. It's not going to happen. It has to be Matthew Lillard. My question is, so we have all of these DC characters. Do we get Mark Hamill as... The Joker, right? Hasn't he been the Joker for like ever in all of he the voice actor been. things? So there it so this is only the initial initial cast of of characters that gotcha. I, I had listed. So there there are gonna be more through DLC and we know for a fact that Ben Ten and Gandalf are gonna be available at some point in the future based <laughs> off of screenshots. Oh, I just so, so my feelings on these types of games. I just don't get it. It's just not my thing. I I mean, I guess I kind of get but it just it's so weird like like Shaggy and Steven Universe like okay, I could see that. That kind of makes sense. But then like Gandalf and Harley Quinn, I just it's a lot for my brain. It might be too much for my brain. Oh, wait. There's also a screenshot of Rex Sanchez from Rick and Morty showing up as well. Um, just to hurt your brain a little bit See, more. that actually, I think, makes it better. But I feel like <laughs> Rick, as always, like, meaning it would be on brand for Rick if he was the main thread and the through line of all of this. And was just portaling everywhere and being like, nah, I'm bored, so come play this game. Maybe maybe when the Rex Sanchez DLC comes out, it will make <laughs> sense, but... It's just, it's just a fascinating thing, right? Because yeah. this is very clearly Warner Brothers just backing, like, something that they can use all of their mysterious coffers for. Oh, yeah. Because there's no rhyme or reason for this to be happening. This is not like Smash, where it's sort of like, oh, these are video game characters that you have grown up with all under the same umbrella. Or even Nickelodeon All-Stars, which is like, here are all Nickelodeon cartoon characters that you have grown in love with. This is just sort of like... What if we just put everything that we own as IPs and just stuffed them into a fighting game? <laughs> yes. Yes. It does feel a little forced. Regardless of that, it's just, it's also like, sounds like they've been putting effort into it. Because like, they have extensive voice <laughs> yeah. actors. It's going to be free. They have like, net code plans and like, uh, battle passes and like, all of this yeah. stuff of like, game sports. And like, it looks fun almost and like if it's free i'm going to at least try it which is probably a mistake but it also (laughs) might just be it just be a thing but so so i was i was looking through all of the stuff that warner brothers like owns which is a lot maybe too much it's definitely too much right definitely too much okay yeah but but so here, here's here's my pitch. So like people suggesting like the Animaniacs uh, and like other characters. But here, here's here's who I want to see in a future DLC. I want to see Castiel from Supernatural. Oh yeah, yeah. I could that also because makes why sense. not? And because at that point, just why not? Go but also, 
See, again, to me, that makes sense, I think, because of Dean's obsession with Scooby-Doo. So, like, of course they should be there together. You are, you are, we should get both the Winchester brothers and Castiel yes. in this. You, you are correct. Absolutely. Um, and maybe some Bobby action, just calling everyone idiots. Like, like, not Tasha's hideous laughter. There's another spell that's like, mock it. It's vicious mockery. That's what it is. Just like, he just yells idiots at you and you just lose hit points because Bobby's annoyed. Of course. So just as a couple, like, Things of note, uh, <laughs> apparently this game was inspired by the Ultra Instinct Shaggy meme. Okay. Apparently people take memes seriously, and uh, this might have also been influenced by the fact that a similar concept happened with the new Space Jam movie, where they Ugh. also were trying to make a multiverse. Yeah. Those are rumors and speculation, but it, it lines up quite nicely. Definitely. But that, that's enough of reality fracturing under <laughs> its very existence. What do you have to talk about for a big ticket? Well, so the thing that I have today is kind of a continuation of a long-running story, by which I just mean that kind of every time something comes up about this, we talk about it, and it's because it's an Avatar thing. And it's just, you know, Avatar has that special place in people's hearts. The Last Airbender. We won't talk about Korra. It's fine. Um, so we have some new casting announcements for the live-action Avatar that we are cautiously optimistic for. Very, very cautiously optimistic for. And so I just kind of wanted to give a brief recap, right? So we got excited about it because the original showrunners were on board and then the original showrunners were like, nah, they're going to do kind of a more grown-up, not in age, but like darker, grittier avatar and we're not sure that we're with that, so we're leaving. So then we were all kind of like worried about it. And then we started getting casting announcements and we thought, maybe it's back okay. So before this, we had Gordon Cormier as Aang, Kiyawantio as Katara, Ian Osley as Sokka, Dallas Liu as Zuko, and Chef's Kiss, Daniel Day Kim as Fire Lord Ozai. And now we have a few new announcements. So we have Ken Leung as uh, Commander Zhao. We have Lim Kesu as Gyatso, who I did not realize. I went on a Twitter like rabbit hole. I was like, I know this person was in Rush Hour, and I was like, oh, I remember you. And then, my favorite, the one that I was worried about, because one of my favorite characters is Uncle Iroh, and I feel like I'm probably not alone in that, and so we have got the casting for Uncle Iroh, and it is Paul Sunhyung Lee, who is Appa on Kim's Convenience, and I am super excited about that casting. So I just wanted to do that recap, throw out the new cast announcements, and see how you are feeling about this whole thing. When I when I saw the tweet, like two two distinct parallel faults happened <laughs> at the same time as I was reading everything. And I saw the, the graphic. Mm-hmm. And the first one was one, hope is such a dangerous thing in this day and age. Um 
Yes. Because that's just been the general sentiment sort of like, we hoped that the Cowboy Bebop live action <laughs> adaptation was good. And all of the reviews are um, all over the place would be the kind way of putting that. <laughs> and the clips that I have seen have not instilled a great confidence. <laughs> so uh, that was that was like my initial thoughts. Like hope is dangerous. I shouldn't have hope. But as that was being processed, all I could think about was sort of like, wow, they really got the Uncle Iroh casting, like, spot on. Yeah. And I think it's a thing, too, because... Not just because of the character and, like, the way that the character was written, but I think we have to give big props here to Mako, right? The voice actor, because separating Uncle Iroh from Mako is just... You can't, you can't do it. And even after he passed... Um, they, it was his kind of like understudy, his apprentice who took over. And, and so I think that's kind of, I feel the same way about this casting as I did about Mahershala Ali and Blade. Like before I heard the casting, I was like, you're not going to get this. Like there, there's no way that you can find, a someone to to fill Wesley Snipes' shoes. And then they were like, oh, Mahershala. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And I feel kind of the same way. I think that Mako singing... The the thing that I always go back to is Mako singing the song for uh, Iroh's son um, and memorializing Iroh's son. And, right? And, And having the ability to do that. And I think that um Paul Sun Hyung Lee can can do that just given what we've seen in Kim's convenience I feel like he has the ability to go very quickly from that kind of like happy like loving but kind of like jolly Uncle Iroh to like wisdom Uncle Iroh to like oh you guys put me in prison guess what all of the muscles Uncle Iroh and being able to be really deep and understand kind of the big picture in the way that the main characters, who are all children, don't quite get yet. I I agree 100%. And I think that these castings show that they're, they're trying and they know that they need to be trying. And so far they are succeeding. And like the, the Ken Lewin casting as Commander Zhao is also very, very nice. These are all good casting announcements and I will continue to watch with hope. As dangerous as that is. The dangers of hope. Uncle Iroh would say hope is necessary. And on that note, let us wrap up our episode with our not padded and lightning round. Well, we're just going to go over some headlines that we think you should hear about, but we didn't want to necessarily talk about for like 10, 15 minutes. So, the completely unnecessary remake of Train to Busan now has an official title, Last Train to New York. I hope, if nothing else, this helps shines a light on the original movie. Anime NYC brought many announcements, but none more exciting to me than the anime adaptation of Spy X Family. I'm probably not supposed to pronounce the X, but I'm the one talking right now, so the X is going to be there. And it is a story about a spy who unknowingly adopts a telepathic girl as part of a deep cover mission and then enters into a fake marriage with a notorious assassin, and then shenanigans ensue. I love the manga. The anime looks great. That's all I have to say about that. 
more anime news, One Piece reached its 1,000 episode milestone, which featured a reprised version of the original OP, and there is an announcement for a new One Piece movie for 2022, simply titled Red. One Piece fans are celebrating because they have so much content to look forward to. And we have at least one thing to be thankful for come Thanksgiving, a new Asian American Muppet. The first Asian American Muppet, uh, Ji Young, who's making her debut on HBO Max in a special Sesame Street episode featuring Sumiru Liu, Padme Lakshmi, and Naomi Osaka. And then finally, Netflix really wants you to know that it killed its competitor brutally as they announced a new sitcom about the last open blockbuster starring Randall Park. If you have thoughts about these topics or anything else in your news, feel free to tweet us at BlackNerdProblems with the hashtag TWINN. That was this week in your news. Tune in next week for more pop culture. I am your host, Mikhail Snyder. And I'm your host, Victoria Bertine. And please remember to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll catch you next time. Bye.